good. I'm testing right now. Well, well, what? Why'd you test these nuts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> you really got me there. This is turned into. Test these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? Why'd you test that, dude? No. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm just, I'm not even stopping recording. We're going to keep going. Dead air. Well, <laughs> why'd you test that? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man. I, I tell you what. I was all sorts of stressed what? out. I've been, I've been in a funk most of the day. Yeah, same here. And uh, when I sat down to eat, I got really excited that we were going to be recording. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Why don't you test out, dude? <laughs> please, please stop doing that. <laughs> Bowie son. <laughs> <laughs> please stop doing that. <laughs> That's the name that's of the episode. Such, that's such a reasonable request. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please quit saying quit, quit saying a joke from five years ago. Five years? Yeah. Is that all it is? I, I, figure about, I feel like I was about 10 years old when I thought that was funny. I mean, I, I would say it goes in cycles, so you, you're probably it's coming back funny. around. Yeah. It's still funny. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Your mic's a little oh, hot, man. but we're gonna roll with it. Well, who's hot? Your mic's a little bit hot, but I think. But Is you haven't it? changed these settings, have you? Nah. Okay. I've been yelling though. <laughs> yeah, I've been yelling. Um, you know what song I was thinking about today that you probably like and I hate? Uh, wow. Okay, go on. <laughs> you have no guesses as to who it might be by. Um, a song that you think that I will like that you don't like. Yes. Um, it's from the nineties. Three Eleven. I'm not. I'm sorry. Not Three Eleven. Third Eye Blind. No, I like Third Eye Blind. Um, Sugar Ray. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got me every morning. <laughs> Lit. No. <laughs> Uh, I'm done guessing. All right. It's like rain on your wedding day. It's some good advice that you just didn't take. It's something else that's not really ironic. Who would have thought it figures? Do you like that song? Are you a, um, are you an Alanis Morissette stan? I'm not an Alanis Morissette stan, but I mean, Jagged Little Pills sold fucking millions of albums for a reason. Ugh, I hate that album. I It was so big. It just like, and I should have liked it. I mean, it's 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 beloved by everybody. Critics loved it. Everybody loved it, you know? And it you sold a why? ton. Why? Because it's good. Uh, I just can't, ugh. I just couldn't stand it being on the radio. I didn't want to hear. I just don't, I don't like. I don't like any of her songs. They annoy me. I mean, she was like okay. probably like the pinnacle of that alternative music scene 
going mainstream and pop, you know? And it's commendable in a way because it like distilled it to this thing. But then after her came all the other garbage, you know? Well, I feel like she set like a precedent that then that then they tried to chase and they that's when we got that's how we wound up with deep blue something. <laughs> I mean, I I don't I don't like I ain't trying to listen to her now, but well, if you if it's such I a great album, you should, it should I'm, be timeless. I'm not going to deny that she was uh, incredible impact musically on the you know landscape of contemporary american sound well i'm not that's not what i'm positing i'm not well, saying you that she said she was trash i didn't say she was trash i said i don't like her I mean, In yeah what were some of the other songs that one uh, song that angry really angry song <laughs> yeah that's it all her songs were like angry except for that ironic song you know what she is what she's the she's the poor man's Ani DeFranco and Ani DeFranco never got her shine. Yeah, and I'm not a big Ani DeFranco f- fan either. But I, I mean, I don't. Of course dis- not. I don't have. Like- of course you're not. She's a yet another strong female voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm so against female voices in music. It's I'm known for that. Yeah. <laughs> We've had meetings where you've said yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> my secret my secret sexism. Don't don't expose me. What was that other song? The other song was bigger than that one. Yeah, we we sound like idiots because we can't. One hand in my pocket. Was that what it was called? That was that was a different. That was a third song. That was my favorite one. Yeah, that one did have a good intro to it. It's like because I got one hand in my pocket <laughs> and the other one's giving a high five. <laughs> <laughs> See, you love it. You love it. I do love it. Are you kidding that. me? Yeah. Of course. High five. Yeah, you ought to know. That's what it is. Oh, you, you, you ought to know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No. No, thanks. You know, you want me. I'll, I'll be honest. We're. I mean, it's vulnerable. We only got like six listeners. <clears throat> what? There was a song that she did with Dave Matthews that was really good. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I I I don't dislike Dave Matthews. I'm 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 a, I'm a Dave Matthews fan. But you're gonna shit on Alanis Morissette? Yeah, because she's not good. <laughs> it's called Spoon. The song's called Spoon. Oh, all right. Go listen to it. I remember being like really, just really, really, really loaded. When I was like 16, hearing that song for the first time, be like, man, <laughs> bro, this is my oh, bro, yeah. start it over again. So good. Alanis Morissette, just she's it's the, she's so ethereal, dude. Her sound, her, her voice, the fusion like of really the two, confident. the two great voices of our time. You had your your Baja pullover on. You damn right. Yeah. I have my I have my puka shell necklace. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for the OC episode we're going to talk about later. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, so what's, up? what's up? This is episode 140 of I only I only like their old stuff. The podcast where we ask the question, "What's the hype?" I'm J-Ho and with me is Groove. Heyo. Hey, I didn't fuck it up that time too bad. 140 kilos is 308 pounds. <laughs> Okay, great. 
That's good. That's good math. That's what the people come back for. Yeah, they love they love your math and anecdotes. Uh-huh. Uh episode one forty, that's a that's a milestone. That's an even number. There you go. It's a number that ends in zero. <laughs> Four zero. That's a lot. Yeah. It's almost one fifty. Um <clears throat> yeah, so Got any housekeeping? Do we have any number one fans this week? I don't. We didn't get any applications. I don't think we got an application. We don't have. Uh, I will say we. No. Probably, what notable absence was uh, Grizzles trying to defend his own position in the hierarchy relative to Mikey? Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. You know, he he's usually one to retort. He he was given an open forum to retort. Nothing. You know silence. what I think? What? I think he quit listening. Yeah, I don't think he's listening. But yeah, I, I don't think he's been listening. He he just acted like he was listening the one time. He never actually listened to more than one. Yeah, I don't know. He well, I, we're we're forced to to give him and Mikey uh, tie for runner up for number one fan. Yeah, I think let's just have him share it. Just share the yeah share runner up, and we won't have. Sometimes you just don't. There's not a winner, you know. <clears throat> there's there's not, not a, always a winner. You got to earn it. There's not a number one fan this week, yeah. I, I, yeah, I do know. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm struggling with whether or not to bring up the, you know, that back at the summer camp that we used to work at, there was an, there was an award that was given out. Most every single year, but some years there was not an award. <laughs> right, that's right. Some years, we, no one. We have no, no one, Dobson campers. <laughs> sometimes no one, no one made the cut. Such sometimes, is the case for our podcast this week. Sometimes fuck everyone. Uh-huh. There you go, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Maybe, maybe they'll get back. We didn't hear from Mikey either. So, yeah, Mikey could have like put the nail in the coffin this week. He really could have put the nail in the coffin. Like really been, I mean, it would have been hard to deny. We would have denied it, but it would have been hard to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's uh, what, what, Do you got any Bill updates? We need to talk about Bill. Well, I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I've been looking forward to this for a couple of days because Bill texted us. Yeah. <laughs> right? Was it last what night? Was that? I think it was last night. Yeah, it was last night, and I saved the text. I didn't even read it so that I could I could read it for the first time. All right. Well, you want to trade off then like we usually do? Yeah, let's trade off. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's so big. It's a lot. All right. Um, why don't you want to go first or second? Go. This, uh, I'll go first. This is this is from right. Bill, everybody. He, everybody loves Bill, and he's uh, he's got some thoughts on last week's episode. Number one, I drink coffee exclusively post-dinner at restaurants or hanging with friends in the evening. Then I go home and stare at the ceiling till 3 a.m. I never learn. The best cup of coffee I ever had was at the Palomino Gentleman's Club. While serving as my college roommate's best man at his bachelor party in Vegas, I emphatically don't like such establishments, so I sat alone in the back while everyone else did their party thing. I think the waitresses assumed I had just lost my girlfriend in a car accident or something, so they were super nice to me, even though all I did was drink coffee. And thank God we were up for about 30 hours, and then I had to drive us back to L.A. That sounds so bad. It does. It does. It sounds so miserable. It sounds awful. Yeah. I Yeah. The last time <laughs> that I went to an establishment like that was for a same purpose. It was for a 
bachelor soiree and me and one other guy sat in the back corner wildly uncomfortable for like you know 25 minutes and then i was like i think we've been here long enough i think we're good (laughs) we're good and we just snuck out we didn't even say goodbye to everybody the old irish goodbye yeah Yeah. um yeah uh, that's not my scene not my scene yeah not my scene i mean i don't judge anybody that you know gotta you know gotta make your money somehow but it ain't uh that just ain't my scene so we're back to bill here yeah Go fund me to underwrite a show in which Pigeon Will Smith and Pigeon Norm McDonald help Mike Tyson busy international spy rings. Let's do it. It's like the sequel to uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries. <laughs> Plus Spies in Skies. Yeah, right, right. There you go. Uh, number three, that Swinger's Entry Machine scene might be a more brutal watch than the dinner scene in the original t- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Number four, Ron Livingston had one of the greatest lines in cinema history in Office Space. It's not just about me and my dream of doing nothing. (laughs) I think about that a lot when I'm at work. (laughs) Number five, Pinocchio was the first movie I ever saw in the theater. Back when Disney would re-release stuff nationally on a rotating schedule. I went to go see some... I probably saw Pinocchio the first time that way, too. Um, The donkey scene scared the life out of me, but the sequence with the whale broke my brain in the best way. I consider it the moment I fell in love with movies. Another Disney film I have seen in a theater, Song of the South. I don't think anyone born post-1980 or so will be able to say that. I have seen that movie in in the theater, Song of the South. Okay. It's that uh, one's that one's super like that that, that one Disney di- totally denies the existence of you know yeah, yeah for, right for for a good reason I'm gonna need visual confirmation of Groove as Jiminy Cricket I was in a Christmas play in elementary school I played Santa I had to come on stage say a line pretend to sleep for 45 <laughs> minutes while the toys came to life and then wake up and close things out with my second line. He said I flubbed the second line. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't read this yet. Yeah, you, you're reading this. I read it last night. You're reading it for the first time. Um, number seven, please compliment Jackie on her exquisite taste in favorites. Oh, that's nice. I, no, that's not nice. That's yeah, a dig at me. I, nice. I, I see you, Bill. That's nice. I see you too, Jackie. <laughs> All right. What do you, you keep going? Oh, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> Bill's 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 just adding to the mix here. He says, mind consuming. All right. I started watching an Argentina film called La Flor. I say started because it's 808 minutes long <laughs> and it's only on service where I'm watching it for five more days. So tune in next week to see if it was good or bad or if I failed to finish it or I got eight hours in and wasn't loving it. But the sunken cost fallacy reared its ugly head and I dragged myself to the finish line. <laughs> Uh, 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 <laughs> that's pretty good sucking cost fallacy is a true thing um, yeah. I read the Goss I read Goss the, sh- the Sorrows of Young Werther Goethe Goethe yeah Goethe that's, like, that's that spells that's spelled goth <laughs> Goethe the Sorrows of Young Werther because when you're cutting edge like me you only read the hottest novels of 1774 look up Vine's my vines on the Google fellow teens. It's a book about a nitwit who creates all his own problems through a combination of self-absorption 
absorption and general idiocy. I've never identified with a protagonist more. <laughs> and then he said, <clears throat> pumps in a bump memorial poetry consuming from the new collection by Robert Haas. In my humble opinion, one of the great American poets, the last 50 years, his first two collections field guide and praise are particularly great. I read this chunk of a poem during a bout of insomnia, non coffee induced variety <laughs> around 2 AM and was never more delirious, de- desirous of jumping on a plane to literally anywhere. And he is, he's included the poem, which I think we just put up in the show notes. All right. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Good call. Um, yeah, and he said you weren't reading that. So you 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 made good on your plan to not read Bill's comments until we were on the air. So, yeah. Th- thank you, Bill. Thanks for that. Goodness gracious! Dead air. That was so much writing. I'm I'm I mean I'm grateful. You know I'm just sitting here and I, I should maybe next time I don't even read it because I'm just still chewing on <laughs> some of the points. You know, eight hundred eight movie. 808-minute movie. When I saw 808 after consuming, as I was, like, skimming, getting ready to read it, I was like, oh, Bill's reading 808s and Heartbreaks. Like, he's listening (laughs) to Kanye. Like, go on, Bill. 808-minute movie. That's almost almost over three hours. That's almost over three hours? (laughs) Yeah. I can't. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 you know. I mean, I think Cliffhanger might be longer, but I I don't remember exactly. (laughs) Cliffhanger. I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. (laughs) That's what your artsy recommendation to us leads to, Bill. Cliffhanger references. Cliffhanger. I mean, I love that Bill sent a poem for our listeners. (laughs) Yeah, based on. You know, his his love of pumps and a bump or my pumps and a bump reading. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. You're right. You're right. You inspired it was, him. It was a good reading. And he with a poet, a poetry poet. reading of pumps and the bump. A great one of the great works. Also, MC Hammer, one of the uh, great American poets of our time. I just I'm a little bit uncomfortable with you saying one of the can <laughs> say just the, get rid of. One of. Yeah, yeah. 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 Can't touch this. Um, (laughs) what's the hype well for me um, well I I just got home from the grocery store that's hype right like yeah well yeah Uh, a house full of groceries is about as hype as it gets yeah it represents so much potential it does my my only thing is it just makes me think of having to clean them motherfuckers yeah, but but I have I so much food. Like I yeah. could I could eat for the rest of the night. Yeah, that's what I do when I go to the grocery store. I just eat everything I get. I know. <laughs> I just sad. I just eat it. All. I it was really convenient yeah. that you said you were going to go ahead and eat. That way I could go ahead and eat something like that I needed to make quickly that was also relatively healthy. That way I don't like get over hungry after this show and go downstairs and just fucking bury my face in whatever it is I bought. Yeah. You do a little you snack know. a little little before and then maybe a little something afterwards, but not too much. Well, what I ate before is <laughs> it was enough. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're full. I mean, yeah. Oh, speaking of food quantity, I'm going to read to you what I ate for breakfast yesterday. Okay. And 
you know, people are people are out here wondering whether or not I'm I'm real. You know what I'm saying? And this is was, I'm out here in these streets eating breakfast. People don't know that I'm that I take breakfast seriously. Who who wonders that you eat breakfast? <laughs> Dude, we get wa- emails all the time. I <laughs> I've never once wondered if you ate breakfast. So. Yeah, but you don't know how serious I am. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess I don't. No, the truth is I we were talking about food and I just had this in my notes app just and I saw that it was in my notes app because I wrote down <laughs> because I failed to take a picture of it. Yeah. Would it be easier to take pictures of it? Sometimes I take pictures of my breakfasts uh, yeah, because yeah. I think that they're worthy of, of photographs. It's vain. You ready for this? Yeah, come on. Four eggs, sunny side up. All right. Five pieces of bacon. All right. I'm going to say that again. Four eggs, five pieces of bacon. Okay. One bagel with chive and onion and cream cheese. All right. Three rice cakes. Rice cakes. On top of those rice cakes is about an inch of peanut butter. All right. I'm in. On top of that peanut butter is a handful of blueberries. All right. And on top of those blueberries, I lay out some of that bacon. Oh. I got a small bag of Pirate's Booty, one bottle of kombucha, one liter of coffee, and a protein shake with milk instead of water. You had Pirate's Booty with your breakfast? Yeah, you got a little texture in it. Oh boy, I don't know about the blueberry rice cake sandwich with bacon on it. I don't what? Like you, I don't like you mixing sweet and, and savory. You don't like sweet and salty though. No, I'm, I like rice cakes with peanut butter on them. Wonderful. You should add bacon and blueberries. Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll eat bacon separately. Well, you can do that too. I don't want it on my on my rice cake with peanut butter. I'm telling you, you know what's even better with it is a saltine with peanut butter, blueberry, and bacon on top. Huh. So that's a mm-hmm. that's like a single bite, Mm-mm. you know. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. It's a a breakfast derve. I'm not <laughs> breakfast derve. I'm not mixing peanut butter and bacon. I'm just not doing it. I can't believe that. <clears throat> Why can't you believe it? I can't believe how how close minded you are. I don't to, like, like, a, like I don't I don't like a McGriddle. I don't like my sweet and savory mixing. Remember that that movie Toys? Yeah. LL Cool J? Yeah. yeah I'm a military movie. man. I like a military meal. I want a partition between the green beans and the mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You're ridiculous. Yeah. Next thing I'll know, I'll be sitting in a room and you're just going to appear from the corner of the room dressed in the color of paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of the great scenes from that movie. Little yeah, cool doesn't he, do it? he does it like three or four different times. Yeah, he just keeps showing up. Like he's painted yeah. like the background of the movie. That, that movie's underrated. It's. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. The summer that it was out on VHS, yeah, I watched it every single day for like a week and a half, and I haven't seen it since. I it's been probably ten years since I've seen it, but I remember liking it last time I saw it. Where is it? You never see it. Yeah, and nobody talks about it. It got totally just bulldozed over because they released Aladdin at the same time, and that was another Robin Williams vehicle. He was really upset about it because they prom- Disney promised him they wouldn't compete, and then they put him head to head. And Toys was killer. I mean, it was like I wonder if it holds up. It's a weird movie. Joan Cusack's in that, isn't she? Not Joan Cusack's in it. Joan Cusack, LL Cool J, Robin Williams. Yeah. 
Joan Cusack Talk plays like a doll or something, doesn't she? Like a robot? Yeah, she's not real, I think. That, what was a weird plot movie. Line that movie? Wasn't it like the toys, a toy company was trying to take over the world and they were like fashioning like military games and like having kids play it? Yeah, yeah. They were, it was like a, a, a statement on commercialization and capitalism. Okay. Think, so. A high tech toy factory falls into the hands of an army general who turns the models into killing machines. The deceased owner's children know what's afoot and, although apparently powerless, have to find a way of bringing down the nightmarish empire that is being constructed under their noses. Yeah. It's a. And I think. So I think Robin Williams and Joan Cusack are brother and sister. Yeah, but I think Joan Cusack was made, you know, he's a robot. Spoiler alert. Straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. No, I I think you know it from the beginning, but. Budget was fifty million, box office twenty three million. Ooh, yeah, what? it was a it was a flop. Like I said, I think they put it up against uh, Aladdin. Well, the Metacritic is forty percent too, though. Yeah, I mean it's a weird movie. I'm not saying it's a masterpiece, yeah. but it, it deserved a little more love than it gets. Nobody has sure. an opinion on it. There's nobody out there that's like, Toys is my favorite movie. <laughs> I'm a military man. I like a military <laughs> meal. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of of Ella Cool J's acting, not his music, but his acting. You know. Yeah. Big NCIS fan. I've always written. Yeah, I've always written hard for it. Loved the NCIS, whatever the NCIS Albuquerque or whatever he's in. <laughs> Santa Fe. Yeah. Get it right. Santa Fe. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my hype is we we just ate some Peruvian food. Yeah, tell me about this. So uh, I have been, the past couple of years, I've been going to Peru a lot. Because one of my friends, Yellow Boy, who I traveled the world with, and <clears throat> we made surf kayak movies together. Um, we made that, that movie Interference together and everything. He wound up settling in Peru, and he's a, a, a principal at a school, or vice principal at a school down there. And so he had me come down. We 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 ran the world championships of surf kayaking down there last summer. And leading up to that, I went down there several times once for his wedding and once just to scout out locations for the world championships. And so I've been to Peru three times over the past, you know, two years. And, um, so I've gotten to eat a lot of Peruvian food and the food there is just amazing. Like I love it. Um, so much, I don't know. It's just very unique. And we have a Peruvian place. I was supposed to go back this summer to Peru, but obviously with everything going on, wasn't able to do that. So we we're going to run the world championships of wave skiing down there. Um, but I've been craving Peruvian food. And so Jackie and I have been ordering from this Peruvian place in town and it's, it's really good. It's really authentic and it's, um, it's, you know, just really tasty. I like, I like the, I like the humble brag intro that, you know, we, we need to know the frequency by which your passport's been stamped before even getting to the proof part of that story. Yeah, no, um, no big deal. You know, I was a, I was a, traveled the world. I traveled the world. With the yeah, you know, I was a contest director for the World Championships. It's not a big deal. I just <laughs> so I've traveled the Keep world there. a lot. It's, it's happened. It's just something that I can't. I've got to bring. You know, I'm just, I'm just telling you <laughs> my experiences. It's not, it's not a brag. It's just, you know. <laughs> You've been to Tennessee and <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I didn't even fly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all right. Every you know, it's traveling's traveling. It's sometimes it's fun just being 
in your own country, I guess. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Peruvian food. It's really cool because their food is, uh, they have a lot of fusion with different cultures because, um, like a lot of their food is uh, a fusion of, of Asian cuisine and Latin American cuisine. Um, uh-huh. cause they have a, they have a large Asian population there. And so that food has like seeped over into like, it's not just a separate thing. It is, they do have separate like Chinese food there, but they also have taken a lot of those dishes and made them their own. So they have this thing called chalfa, which is uh, fried rice, and it's it's like a traditional like Chinese fried rice, but it has um, peppers and onions and stuff in there too, and some of the mm-hmm. like more Latin American spices in it. And they do a lot of stuff with steak, like a lot of beef. Um, they do this thing called lomo saltado, which is really nice, which is this sliced up steak, and they put it over French fries. Um, it's served with some like vegetable, like uh, you know, pan cooked vegetables. Um, and then there's this thing called taki taki, which is this kind of like mushed up rice thing. They put some sort of meat on top of usually. It's all just really good. If you ever get a chance to eat Peruvian food, you should check it out. Well, I, I was biting my tongue because the best restaurant in Providence is a Peruvian restaurant. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, if you, I, I, I was like letting that air because. Maybe some of the listeners don't know. And maybe Bill's going to disagree with me on the best restaurant. Like, it's definitely like a top a top five restaurant. Yeah. Um, but it was like originally a hole in the wall. And then like it started getting tons of good reviews online. And they grew and grew and grew. And now it's like, you know, you got to have a wait. Before oh, you go now in. it's like a, a nice like yeah. place to go eat dinner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I love it. Like, I just went to a birthday party um, like a birthday party. There was fucking 12 people sitting in the backyard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. separated from each other the whole time. Um, just like three weeks ago. And it's this, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend been together forever. And it was his birthday and she got it catered by the restaurant. Oh, wow. Handy. So you, yeah. you've had all these dishes then that I'm talking about and stuff. So. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I have. And I, I love the fried rice like version. The chalpa. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. We got it's it with the, good. um, we got it with the steak tonight. Um, and they're known for like rotisserie chicken and stuff too. If you ever get a chance to try that taki taki, you should if you've never had it. Yeah, usually we get um like usually I'll get some sort of steak and then we get a lot of seafood. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I'm going to circle back on it. Yeah, that taki taki, not every place. The place here in town doesn't do the taki taki, but I really like it. It's like a mushed up like rice cake kind of thing um with whatever kind of meat on top of it. Uh, yeah. They also do great, you know, Peru's known for its ceviche. If you like ceviche, hmm. right? That's one of the things that Brent always gets is the ceviche. Yeah, I love I love ceviche too. We didn't get it this time, but um, I love the ceviche mixto. Uh, my favorite place that we ate in when we were in Peru was this little kind of hole in the wall um, ceviche place. Yeah, this is really. Tasty. I don't really. I mean, I'm not like anti ceviche, but I don't really like citrus. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's literally cooked out. in citrus. Uh, do you eat sushi? You eat sushi, don't you? Yeah, I eat sushi, yeah. Yeah, some sure. people don't like it because it's, you know, the texture of it is, it's not raw, it's cooked, but it's cooked by the chemical process of the citrus, so it has a texture of, of a raw fish, you know? Yeah. But So it's not that for you, it's the citrus. I'm good with most all raw fish textures except for octopus. I'm not a big, but I, I don't like to eat octopus anyway once I found out how smart they are. 
True. I'm gonna be eating something that's that smart. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I do. This could maintain dominance over them. I'm mean, not let, as smart as you. Let them know we still got uh, shooters out here. <laughs> All right. Hey. What's the uh, what's not the hype? <laughs> so last night I went down to. Uh, it takes me like 45 minutes to get to the disc golf course that I play random doubles at on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And I've gotten really good with not using my phone while I'm driving. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, That's I put good. on a good, a good album good thing and I let it ride. Yeah. Um, but I was driving home after the course was over. Now I'm, I'm covered in sweat. I mean, it was 92 degrees and it was humid. Not as humid as South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, whatever, but it was humid. And um, I was, I, I mean, I was, there was not a dry spot on my body. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I, I opened up my phone absentmindedly, saw that some of my friends were texting about um, the uh, the movie um, Howard Ratner. Oh, what's it just happened? Uncut Gems. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A buddy of ours sent an image, a still shot image of the two kids from Jurassic Park in the kitchen scene and said, is this the most stressful scene in cinema history? And somebody replied replied by saying, Howard Ratner placing the parlay bet on the Celtics is the most stressful scene. <laughs> it very well may be. That's and uh, I have a pen, like a little enamel pen, of Howie holding up that Furby that he had blinged out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have that pen, that like, him. up by my <laughs> sun visor in my car. Yeah. So I, like, uh, I pull my phone out to take a picture of that and there's nobody else on the highway around me but um i did a little drift from one lane to another and i got back in my lane i was like oh man this is why you shouldn't be using your phone david yeah. don't be an idiot but i didn't get the picture right so <laughs> so <laughs> I, went, to do it I, went in for, I went in for round two to take the picture better and right as i'm looking at to, to try to get that picture done the uh, SUVs next to me and this lights go on. I'm oh, like, oh, fuck. son of a bitch. He's going to be dead to rights. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Yeah, so... So you got a ticket? Well, I get pulled over and I'm like, alright, I'm going to be, you know, polite, whatever. Like, I'm not going to try and fight this. But also, like, I'm kind of resent. You know what I mean? What? Like, I'm, I was a little bit resent. Yeah. <clears throat> So I turn on my dome lights in the car. I turn on the lights over the back seat. I roll the windows down and I keep my hands on the steering wheel. Cause I've heard that that's something that you can do to signify like, <clears throat> you know, I'm not trying to hide anything, whatever. <clears throat> and I didn't realize that I had a seltzer water in a koozie. <laughs> in my- oh no. Okay. Oh, so he comes up and he's like, <clears throat> He wasn't all that polite with me. He was, you know, hey, this is officer so-and-so, state trooper. You were caught driving with your cell phone, whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. License. Do you, do you know why I pulled you over? Like, just yeah. tell me, dude. Come on. So he, I tell him that my wallet's in the console of my car. I'm going to open my console. There's no weapon in there. I get my wa- license and registration. As I'm reaching for my registration, he goes, what's in that can? And I was kind of mad. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I don't want to fucking tell this guy. You know, like, I got nothing to hide. I, 
I got, I'm not drunk, you know, like, I, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but I did, and I felt like a little bit of me die on the inside. Like, I pulled the can up, and I pulled the koozie down. And I was, like, pointed to myself. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. And he looks at the can, and he goes, Canada Dry. Effervescent, eh? Or effervescent. And I looked at him. I go, is that a joke? <laughs> and he, <laughs> he got real, like quiet and like angry face and just took my shit and walked away it was like when you made the bowie song joke that's that was how i reacted to it (laughs) (laughs) so so he gets in his car he runs my stuff whatever he comes back and he he doesn't even like look in the window he just throws the ticket inside the car and he says instructions are on the back and I look at the ticket when I get home. I drive home. I'm driving home and I, I call up Papo. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Papo is a friend of ours. He's a lawyer. Yeah. And I called Papa. I was like, did I have to show him that can? And he goes on, you know, he goes on this monologue. Citing different- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, I get home and I look at the ticket because I'm like, how much is this ticket going to cost? You know? And I don't see a price on it. And I look down and it says, you know, there's like three boxes. The first box is checked if you can pay the fine in advance. The second box is checked if you have to show up to court. And this guy marked on there that I have to show up to court. So there's no fine on my ticket. I have to go to court. Well, there would be a fine on it, though. He just didn't write the fine on it. because He didn't write the fine on it. Yeah, so you don't know what it's going to... Yeah, but... No, I don't know. I mean, but even, even if you... Like, yeah. What I care is that what I have projected onto this man is that he intentionally wrote that I have to go to court to get me back for not laughing at his joke. Well, you should have laughed at the joke. Well, Mackenzie said the it. same thing, and I was like, <laughs> Fuck that. just well, I, I can't imagine that this ticket is not going to be something that you go to court and they're like, you're not going to do that anymore, right? Okay. <laughs> well, it's I mean, yeah, like in, in the state of Rhode Island, anything, if you so. don't have any, if you don't have any moving violations for three years, you can cite your good driving record and yeah. and get yeah, you, you know, kind of like a one chance. Yeah, they'll. I mean, you may not even have to do that. They may. I mean, they may make you pay something, but it's not going to go on your record or anything. But the point is, I got to call out of work. Yeah. Well. Give me a break. It sucks. It sucks. Let me tell you. I had a ticket for uh, my my registration was lapsed. Um. And I got the ticket right before all the COVID stuff happened. It's not a big deal here. I mean, if it was like, it's all you got to do is get your registration up to date and then they take the, they make the ticket go away. Yeah. Um, but then like COVID happened and they keep pushing my date off. So it's, I don't have to go till like October. (laughs) So great. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I'm going to call them up and be like, can I go virtually? Like, what's up? Yeah. Oh, certainly you, they've got to have some kind of, you might be able to just call them and be like, "Hey, what's uh, what's up with this?" I hope so. Can we? Can we what can we do about this? And they'd be like, "Is that a bribe?" No, unless it'll get me out of it. <laughs> can we, can we, what can we work out here? Yeah. What's your hype? Uh, so I think I might my my. So I have two wisdom teeth, and then my other two wisdom teeth have been taken out. Uh-huh. The other two taken out one at a time. The two remaining one, one of them is not bad, but the other one is like sideways in my, like almost parallel to my jaw. 
just Paul Wall up in your grill. Just, and it's it's lightly touching the other teeth. And I felt I felt like uh, the past two days, it's felt like it's it might be sore. And so I'm worried that it's going to turn into a massive toothache and I'm going to be miserable. Um, but it's that kind of thing where it kind of like comes and goes. And I don't really know if it's like hurts or not, but that gets in my head. And then I'm thinking about it all the time. So then I'm like, oh, am I making myself think that it hurts? Because it doesn't hurt so bad that I got to be like, ow, you know, it's just like light. Right. It's just annoying. Yeah, if, and if it's in your mouth, you can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it's just always, yeah. And uh, for some reason, as I get older, I'm more focused on like, I feel like I get fixated on things getting stuck in my teeth. And I don't know what that is about, but like, I feel like stuff gets stuck in my teeth more often. Like, I floss all the time, uh, which is good, I guess. But still, I can't have anything stuck in my teeth. And that's the, the other annoying thing about that tooth is things get stuck in there. Like, uh, this, so, so it has hurt before, and I thought it was like... A, you know time to have to take care of it like a year ago and then come to find out i had a popcorn kernel stuck like under my (laughs) under the tooth for forever and when i pulled that thing out it was just like i almost cried i was just like it was like the the greatest thing to ever happen to me yeah totally you know and it was like i didn't i had no idea there was a popcorn kernel stuck in that tooth and it's like one of those watching those there's two different types of videos on youtube where you'll see like people who have their cochlear implants turned on for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's those glasses that people can wear that are colorblind. Yeah. And they let them see color. Yeah. yeah and they're just overwhelmed with like relief and joy. It was almost that, that level of joy. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I had, this is going to be, this is kind of gross, but like whatever. So I have this like hereditary issue where I get, I have a ton of earwax. Right. Yeah. And if I'm not careful about keeping my ears clean, like, I'll go partially deaf in an ear from all this earwax. And it got really bad when we first moved back here to Rhode Island. And I, I went to the doctor, which for me is rare. I don't usually go to the doctor, but I went to the doctor maybe like four or five months after like it got impacted. Cause usually it gets worked out over time. Uh I just like let it be and I get used to it. I had gotten so used to not being able to hear properly that when she cleaned out my ears, I cried. (laughs) <laughs> because it, not because I was like emotional about it, but because I was so overwhelmed with the amount of volume that was going into my wow. ears after that. I was, I was like freaked out and I, I just got over, like, I wasn't like weeping, crying. It just like tears came to my eyes and streamed down my face because I was so, over, I was like, I was scared at how loud everything was. Wow. That was a lot of earwax. Yeah, it was. I was like apologizing to the doctor the whole time. She's like, "No, no, no. This is this is uh, this is kind of cool. I've never seen this. (laughs) (laughs) Never seen. You're a freak. Never seen this much earwax. It's like old candle in there. Yeah, that's uh, it was a similar situation. So my definitely not the hype is that I hope that I don't want to have to go to the dentist right now. Um, that is that is both not the hype and hype still out. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Very true. Um, I, that was tooth talk. <laughs> that was strange health problems talk. Yeah. What's a? Uh, oh yeah. What's your hype still out? You got a hype still out? Yeah, I do. Um, are you familiar with StockX, the app, the website? Uh, no. So this is like a um, sneaker reseller site. Okay, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. It gives you alerts yeah. and stuff when. 
releases. Yeah, it's not happen. just alerts. I mean, it's kind of they'll they'll they provide a ton of data, like what percentage is the price increasing relative to where it was, and over the last hour, the last day, like it's very much it's kind of like the stock exchange for sneakers. Yeah, and you know they the people like StockX itself is guarantees everything that gets resold right so if somebody wants to sell a pair of sneakers they'll load them on the site and then people can bid on them or they could hit like buy now and and pay the asking price but people usually bid like five dollars at a time more than the previous people so on and so forth and um it'll give the you know previously sold price and all this kind of stuff and when you when you sell a pair you mail them to StockX, and then StockX will verify the legitimacy of the shoe before they mail it to the customer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've bought a few pairs of shoes via this website, and <clears throat> I've never had an issue or anything like that. Like, whatever. For me, it's like some of the shoes that I like are not available in my town, and if they are available, they're not available in my size. So this would be the way that I go. Yeah. Well, um, Nike had a product mashup with the Grateful Dead this past month, and they had three different pairs of shoes that uh, two of them were being sold at skate shops exclusively, and then the third pair was on like Nike's website. But like trying to go through Nike's website is impossible because people have developed bots to buy those, right. you know, as soon yeah. as they're available. And the shoes are, I will say, objectively ugly. <laughs> they're really cool, but they're really ugly. And they had a fourth item that was available along with the shoes, and that was a bucket hat. Okay. <laughs> it's like this blue, a grateful like a dead blue, bucket hat. What? A grateful dead bucket hat. So it's like p- almost periwinkle blue fabric. And across the, the brim of the hat, is the bears and then right above the bears on the front of the hat is that lowercase nike cursive logo and you are a man that accessorizes in hats you are a man that is not afraid to wear a bucket hat no in fact i would even say you're a man that looks good in a bucket hat Uh, thank you i do i am not (laughs) i mean i've never seen you in a bucket hat so I've been in a bucket hat once. We were together and we were on a sailboat. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. So, so I'm like sitting there. I, my friend, uh, one of my friends at the club, she she enters all the raffles at local skate shop to get the new shoes. And yeah. usually she keeps the shoes. Sometimes she'll sell the shoes on StockX. She's who taught me about StockX. And she won the raffle for the, um, actually she didn't win the raffle for the dunks. She lost the raffle, but the person that won in her size didn't make the payment on time. And so the owner of the skate shop called her personally and was like, Hey, you're consistent. You're a customer. I know that you're not a reseller. You want to buy these? And she bought them and she, she's like, I'm never going to fucking wear these, but I love these shoes. (laughs) She's like, I don't even like the Grateful Dead. (laughs) But we were talking about it, and I was like, I'm not going to spend that much money on those shoes because I wouldn't wear them. I'm only going to buy shoes I wear. Yeah. 
But I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna buy this bucket hat. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? And I got an email. So this was like three weeks ago. I bought this bucket hat. And then I got an email yesterday that said we could not verify the authenticity of this hat. We're gonna refund you and we're sending this hat back to the seller. Are you serious? Yeah. So what did I do? I said, well, first my first thought was good. I shouldn't be wearing that bucket hat. <laughs> my second thought was that's probably the universe telling me not to buy this bucket hat. That's ridiculous. Or it's the and then my third thought, which I acted upon, was I may as well try again. <laughs> so you bought it again? I bought it again. From the same buy it seller? No, you don't uh, know who the seller is. You just buy whatever the lowest bid I is or you. whatever. I, you know? How would they have a bootleg version of this rare bucket hat? Who is making bootleg bucket hats, Joey? I don't know, especially Grateful Who Dead. Who is making bootleg Nike Grateful Dead bucket hats? Oh, man. I will say nothing Nothing represents the values of the Grateful Dead like Nike. <laughs> Very much like... <laughs> yeah, totally. Jerry would have loved these. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't get. You didn't want to get the Keens. The, the I, I did Keens. not want to get the Keens. <laughs> uh, I sent Green a picture of this. There's these Jerry Garcia Keen cheese, these like slip-on sandal things, and I sent him a screenshot of it. I said, "Bro, Jerry would have loved these," <laughs> and he didn't know whether I was being serious or not. <laughs> I knew you weren't. I was not being serious. Of course not. Yeah, you hate the Grateful Dead. Hate- Name a band you hate more than the Grateful Dead. Sublime. (laughs) (laughs) I, yes, I hate the Grateful Dead, but the bears are dope. The bears are cool. Um, so I, you know, I don't, and I think I saw those shoes. Were they like bright color, like bright? And they yeah, there was a there was a like, yellow, an orange, yeah, and a green. Uh-huh. And they yeah, had a fur on them. I actually saw those on Facebook, I think, and they're they're actually pretty sweet. I mean, the Grateful Dead sucks, but man, Grateful Dead's awesome. I like like two songs by the Grateful Dead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, which one? You like Scarlet Begonias? No, I like uh, you like Sugar Magnolia. Uh, uh-uh. there's uh, uh that Touch of Grey. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um. Cause I loved that video when I was a kid, the skeletons. And uh, is there some kind of like fire on the mountain song or something? Fuck yeah, fire on the mountain is awesome. I like that one too. <laughs> Actually, we're gonna come back to that. Okay. Yep. All right. What What's your hype still out? Uh, so I discovered yesterday that there's a baby fish in my tank. We got what? Another, we got another fish. So the yeah, these the the two tetras that. They mated like two years ago, and the third tetra in there is their baby. So, like, I didn't know that these fish would like breed like that. I thought you usually you have to do very special things to make the fish breed in an aquarium. And yeah. these, like, and I, they had that. It was so weird. The tank was all murky at one point in time, and then when I cleaned it up, there was another fish in the tank. And I was like, "How did this happen?" I was like, "Oh, they must have another baby because he's smaller than the rest of them." And um, then the other day, like yesterday, I was cleaning the tank, and I look in the in between these weeds, and there's a little tiny fish in there. And uh, wow, yeah, and he's just a little baby version of the. He looks just like the other ones. He's get he's and but the hype's still out. Is I hope he doesn't get eaten, you know. But like. If I can see him with the naked eye, he's probably big enough. He's going to be all right. But hopefully he just yeah. kind of hangs out in the weeds, you know. But we'll see. They're pretty hardy fish, so. 
that's cool it's kind of cool like yeah it's, it's kind of exciting you know just to see see that so. the circle of life yeah little little fish what is seen and unseen i don't know if those are the words what that's that is not the words <laughs> what will be and done be <laughs> what? What, what are you it's the circle the circle of life um yeah what have you been consuming Okay. All right. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep pushing through. I'm just. I don't I, know. I got. There's a new album that came out this past Friday. So I guess like almost a week what, ago. Which is which? Which Lion King songs better? Circle of Life or the other one? <laughs> the other one. What Hakuna Matata? No. What's the other one? <laughs> what are the Lion King songs? There's the other big one. I don't know. You ain't never had a friend like me? No. That's not it. <laughs> I don't man, I don't fuck with the Can you feel the love like tonight? That. Circle of, of life. Oh, in the in the in the air tonight? Wait, in the No, can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. yeah. Uh I mean like, Can you feel the <laughs> night? No. Oh, stay you, tuned you to see whether or not Jehu starts it off strong next week with the good <laughs> uh, You don't you don't fuck the Lion King. You don't like the Lion King. I mean, it's good. It's fine. But like, right. I don't really return to old Disney movie musicals to like you know like if it's on, I I don't see why it would be on. I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't either. But that Lion King's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> not at all. What's your hot take on John Favreau trying to make that doing that live action one? John Favreau did the live action action Lion King. Yeah, it was like, or it was like computer. Like he did the Jungle Book, and then didn't he do the Lion King I didn't after think that? that? He did that. Did he? Man, here we are. I don't know. Oh, it's a shame. There's not a way to look this up. Yeah, we'll find a out. Photorealistic produced by John Favreau. Oh, okay. What's uh, up? I heard it was bad. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch I it, it was, either. I was one of the worst of those remake things. I hope they're done with that. Me. No, they're not. They're going to keep doing it till we're going to get a, a Black Cauldron movie before it's all done. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, let's get to my consuming. Okay, yeah. And an album came out this past week um, by this kid called Daniel Donato, D O N A T O. And I really honestly don't know much about him. Uh-huh. Um, it's called a young man's country. And so it's like a psychedelic cover of this album. There's like two people riding horses, but the guy in the back is a skeleton riding a skeleton horse. And it's got all these bright colors on it and cacti. It looks like they're out West. And a friend of mine sent it to me and I was like, okay, I'll check this out. You know, but I, he sent it to me on Friday and I, I, I didn't listen to it at all. And then on Saturday when I was headed out to do a bunch of yard work, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like Dustin sent me this album. We're going to try it out. And I listened to the first song and I was like, I don't know. The singing's kind of weak, but there was a really good t- guitar solo at the end of that song. That was pretty cool. And then the same thing happened on song two. And then the same thing happened on song three. We're like, by the end of song three, I was like, this kid shreds. Like yeah. he he is 
legitimately melting my brain with these guitar like, playing. Do, 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 do. Well, it was, it's a little bit more than that. <laughs> However, your joke is going to land because the fourth track. Oh, no. Is a cover of Fire on a Mountain. All right. <laughs> And I have like, added it to the IOLTOS okay, playlist. I'll listen to it. It's better than it being. I was I was af- afraid it was going to be a Sublime cover, <laughs> Santa Rita or something. Yeah. Nah, this kid is good. Like okay. he reminds me a lot of Billy Strings. I don't know if you know Billy yeah, Strings. Yeah, I, I know who that is. Yeah. He's like, I mean, I think he's probably the hottest guitar player right now. But this kid Daniel Donato is giving him a run for his money. It's ridiculous what he's doing with a guitar. And that's that's me having never played guitar and knowing that <laughs> that's more. your expert opinion as someone who knows yeah. nothing about guitar. I mean, I listen to a lot of music. Yeah, it counts for something. That sounds like a good album to you know, put your bucket hat on and. just pull it down put over your earbuds and Mm -hmm. (laughs) well sure does help with the yard work (laughs) don't wear that expensive ass bucket hat out there and doing yard work you don't i'm I'm gonna wear that bucket hat right i'm playing disc golf with a little bluetooth speaker just (laughs) crushing fire on the mountain yeah just on repeat (laughs) Just showing up to random doubles. Yeah. Just, what's up, boys? <laughs> Ready to throw some plastic today? Your- nah, man, I don't smoke that. Thanks, though. <laughs> <laughs> With your Jerry Keens. Well, yeah, Jerry Keens. My Jerry. Lithuanian 92 shirt. What <laughs> much Jerry Garcia would think about them making some crappy sandals with his... Well, he'd probably be a little bit okay with the with the Keens much more than the <laughs> yeah yeah that's true. I don't know. God. <laughs> what have you been consuming? Um, so I we watched a movie. Jackie has been slowly getting me to watch her favorite movies from growing up, and you know from being man. Did you already finish all of Disney? No, no, no. We're 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 jumping around. We're not doing. We're 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 kind of we're. We weren't going to do like three weeks of Disney. I, I, okay. I would die. Um, we're, we're spreading all that out. We're doing them in order, but we're 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 waiting in between. You know, we'll probably watch one this week or something coming week. Anyway, Jackie's. I mean, watch movies that were like really important to her in college or in in you know when she was in high school or whatever. And one of those movies that I'd never seen before was A Knight's Tale with uh, Heath Ledger. So we watched that the other day, and um, I there's no reason I didn't watch it. You know, I had always heard like mixed reviews on it, but as a kid, I was super into knights and stuff, and particularly into the jousting stuff. So the fact that the whole movie is kind of about jousting, and uh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, it's it famously has the pop music soundtrack. You know, they play "We Will Rock You" and and you know. It, it, anachronistic songs i guess that the crowds interact with and stuff have you seen it before well have i seen it before you jackie and mckenzie should discuss this movie because it's one of mckenzie's favorites too. ah okay mckenzie is a stand for heath ledger well so <clears throat> as am i you know well uh, for me it's paul bettany he steals the show in that paul movie it's fantastic in it as chaucer he murders. He's great. The, the whole cast is fantastic. Everybody in it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm, I I mean, I saw that it just popped up on Netflix. Yeah. 
It was cool. And it's funny because uh, actually, <laughs> this is this is a nonsense story, but why not? I had seen that it popped up on Netflix, and I was like, I, I stored that away for when I needed to like appease Mackenzie. <laughs> Surprise! You know what I'm saying? Because it's one of those movies that no, nah, it's not my favorite, but like I'm happy to watch it. Yeah. If it makes her happy, then great. We watch a movie together. Yeah. <clears throat> so Mackenzie's been getting up. Um, she's uh, for the past two days. She's been rowing on the water at five thirty in the oh morning. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. So, so she's like, she's got to go to bed early, and she's really tired. And last night, she, I was playing. You know, well, I was busy getting pulled over for driving while texting. <laughs> right. And she was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be asleep by the time you come home." And I was like, "That's fine, you know, like whatever." And uh, I came home, and she was asleep on the couch with all of her dinner still sitting on the coffee table. And this is not an abnormal situation right. for me to find herself in. And I'm forced to face this dilemma of, do I wake her up? And she is like, you know, pissy with me for waking her up to send her to the bedroom so that she gets a real night's sleep. Yeah. Or do I just fucking leave her, you know? And she's always like, just leave me, just leave. And I'm like, you don't, you, nobody don't sleep on the fucking couch. Like go to bed, like, you know, yeah. like just go to bed. So I tried to wake her up and she didn't wake up and I said, I'm not waking you up again. And so I went, I went to the other room, just, you know, ate my dinner, what, you know, played video games, whatever. And I'm, I'm going to bed and I'm going to, I it was late. I was going to bed at 1am, yeah, which is like way too late for me. And I was like frustrated with myself for staying up so late. And, and it turns out like I walked into the room right when she was waking up too. And she was definitely not happy. Right. <laughs> And she was like mad that I was awake, like that we were going to bed at the same time. I think she was mad at herself for like on the couch, whatever, all sorts of like 15 years of emotional baggage of a marriage. Right. Yeah. And uh, so we go up to the bedroom and she, she likes to go to sleep with the TV on. So I turn the TV on and I'm like, Oh, this is the time, oh, you know, she, she's like brushing her yeah, teeth. Yeah. She's like keeping her eyes closed, trying to stay asleep. I'm like, I'm going to put on a night's tale. That's going to make her happy. And I put on the TV and she goes, will you at least turn the TV down? And she hadn't seen what was on yet. And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to go sleep in the other room. I don't, I don't want the TV on. I was like, oh my God. Oh, man. <laughs> did you tell her that? Hey, I did not. I was like, look, I'll just turn the TV off, you know, cause I ain't yeah. trying to have her sleep in another room just cause right. the t I don't need the TV on to go to sleep, you know? So anyway, I, I'm keeping it in the back pocket. Yeah. That's a good one though. That's one that you, that's a good movie to probably like, you can watch multiple times, you know? You can well, have it on yeah, while you fall asleep. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a movie like that, you watch it like five times yeah. to finally get to the end of it. Yeah. But speaking of Mackenzie and Heath Ledger, one of her favorite movies of all time is 10 Things I Hate About You. Great movie. And this, okay, so we've been together for 15 years. And this was back in January or so, maybe it was December, that we saw that it was on some streaming device. And she was like, I can quote every line in that movie. And people say that all the time, right? Yeah. And you're like, sure, you can quote like every fifth line of dialogue, you know, which is a lot. Yeah. And she's like, we're going to watch this movie. I was like, okay, fine. And I swear to you, Joey, 15 minutes into the movie, I had to get up and walk out of the room. <laughs> she was just... She could quote every line of dialogue of that movie. I didn't leave the room because I was mad. I left the room because I was so impressed. Yeah. I was like, blew your mind. of all the movies, like you get literally, she knows every word. I was like, this has to stop. <laughs> I have to get away from this. 
All right. It's a good movie though. Um, well, I, I was really, I was really excited to hear what you had to say about the next Disney movie. Oh, I, I will update you as soon as we watch it. It's, like I said, it's Fantasia. I think it's next, which historically I've really enjoyed, but who knows now? Um, <laughs> well, um, oh, I also was, uh, been, we've been watching Umbrella Academy season two. Yeah, she's, she's crushed that. She's already finished it. Yeah. Did you, have you watched, did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I'll, I'll watch like you know twenty minutes of an episode. I really like it. I think it's a really interesting show. Really interesting take it, on like superheroes and you know. It's also it's, it's funny life. since because uh, she was like I think it was the season finale probably. <laughs> I was like pulled in. I was like this show is like well made. This is, is a good. It is. It's a well made show. That kid that plays five. Oh, he's is fantastic. Really good. He's very, very much Jason Schwartzman uh, in Rushmore vibes. Um, you know, I like your pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are they? <laughs> oh, are they? Um. Yeah, it, it's a good. It's a good show. There's always like a musical, like a, a an action sequence set to some pop music number that's always good. It's it's clever. Um, I don't know. I've never read the comic, but I've heard the comic book is really good too. I didn't even know it was actually a comic. Yeah, the it's the guy from uh, My Chemical Romance wrote the comic. The lead singer of My Chemical Romance, Gerard Way. Sweet. Yeah, he. Uh, it's it was really well received comic book. The the show's a lot different than the comic, but there's I mean it's it's about you know kids with superpowers, but yeah that become adults have you finished it uh we're getting close to to finishing season two um, okay we, i think we might finish it tomorrow or something but yeah it's been pretty good so far um well, yeah is it time yeah so that's our that's our main show we're gonna move on to our uh t- discussion of the oc season one we're on episode uh four of of season one of the oc and this this episode's called the debut, and uh, yeah, now, we're we're moving from. I I think in another three episodes, the main part of our show is going to be the OC talk. We'll just front load the the OC talk. Yeah, no, we won't even front load it. We'll just have everybody skipping, skipping to the. I want to get where, where's the timestamp where they start talking about the we OC. Need, we need their discussion, their anal, an, analysis of the OC. Yeah. We don't. We, we got no. I ain't got no analysis. <laughs> you, you, pretty, you had some analysis last week. I don't know. It's a well another another great episode. It's a, it's a similar structure to. Hold on, if you if you're not watching the OC with us, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, get out right now. I come back. I thought th- I thought this had a similar vibe to. Uh, the what? What was it called? What was episode three called? The gamble. The gamble. Yeah, sure. In the sense that what we have here is, you know, all this the set pieces are getting set up. All the well, the table is being set, and then we're gonna get to the debut, and we're just gonna have this like fast paced, high stakes third act. Yeah. Well, it, it, Jackie saw. <laughs> we start watching the episode, and Jackie's like, "All these people do is have like special events," because the whole episode is about what's it called? Debutantes. 
Yeah, cotillion. Cotillion. Um, she's like, all these people do is have have special events, and I'm like, yeah, well, they have to have special events so that someone can embarrass themselves every episode. Well, yeah, I mean, in the first episode, it was uh, a fashion show for charity. Fashion show, yeah. Which all the girls worked really hard on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't have anything in episode two, but episode yep. three we had the uh, notably episode two's like the been the worst episode so far. No special event. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Season man. three we had casino I, night. Now let me ask you this: Did you ever know anyone that did cotillion or debutante? No, I um as I told Jackie, I was like, yeah, in my town I wouldn't really be allowed to do that because I was like too poor. So, uh, I, I, okay, but I did. Sure. I did go to school with people that did it. Okay, yeah. So, so there was, there were people that I knew that did it. Uh-huh. And I got um. So, so when I was like a junior, I guess there was this girl that I knew that was a senior, who was doing, and she didn't go to the same school that I went to. But we, I don't even remember how we were friends, but. Um, she called me up and asked if I would be an escort for her. And you're like, and I was, I was really flattered and I felt like I was getting asked out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and so I, I accepted Mm -hmm. and I thought I'm, you know, I'm a lucky guy. I'm getting asked out, but she was a very pretty young lady. And, um, I guess it was maybe two weeks before the event. I found out that for her debutante ball, she was going to have a main escort and three white knights. And I was one of the three. Oh, and I, I politely declined. I was like, for you. I'm, I'm not going to be background visuals for whatever this is i'm not gonna learn all these dances and like how to eat at this table you know because you have to like go through a series of courses yeah to be able to do it use the right fork and yeah yeah that's that that story is not unlike the plot of this episode in some ways because in uh, some ways you're right summer tries to pull the old uh you know they'll switcheroo on uh what's his name seth seth yeah. yeah, which I think this episode is where Seth is. Now, we've gone, and and I'm going to forgive everyone for this, but when we first meet Seth, he is really demure. Like, he's funny. He shows glimpses of, of a sense of humor, but he's not confident. And by episode three, he's begun to talk to Summer, who he said he's, he had never spoken to in his entire life. Yeah. And by episode four, he is legit flirting with her mm-hmm. and acting like what we will know Seth to be. And yeah. the transition over four episodes, I think, to put a little point on it, is a little bit too rapid. You think so? Yeah, I think it's... How are you going to go from not talking to yeah, but I- a, a girl that you've named your boat after for your entire life? You've had a crush on since second grade. And then all of a sudden, as you're moving into what, probably your sophomore year, I don't think they really make it clear what year they're going to be in high school, but it's I the summer of that summer, year. Yeah. Out of nowhere, you're, you've are you got these this witty banter with her, and you're like, 
self-assured with her. I feel like it's just momentum, though. But I, I chalked it up to you. I, was, I had this thought that we haven't really had... Seth hasn't had a lot to do up until this point, like in any of the other episodes. We don't really know him that well at all. We it, Most of every, all the development's been focused on Ryan, you know? Um, yeah. And Ryan is... I mean, Seth has been like a very minor part of the story so far. And this is the first episode where he really gets to like, we get to see his humor, like you said, and he does, he, his thing where he repeats certain gags throughout the episode that comes back at times, you know, um, about, you know, messing up the rug and this and that. Is this about the base? Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. It's funny. I like, I, I appreciate like jokes like that, that call back things from earlier. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, he's, he's playing the character of, you know, the the bad son or whatever um yeah but yeah and maybe it was too rapid i don't know yeah I, I was a little shocked especially when he he was bold enough to tell her can't you just be excited about this yeah a bit? like when they're at the party or whatever also another episode where we have a beach house party yeah it was the same beach house it's holly's parents yeah but i mean i guess that that reflects like that probably that that community's kids they probably do that all the time you know oh of course yeah no i was just really happy that we were back at the same beach house you yeah. know some continuity there yeah you know? there is continuity there. i would have really enjoyed an establishing shot outside the beach house with that bright yellow banana uh defender 90 <laughs> yeah that would have been nice yeah <laughs> um yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how much of the plot we really need to break down because, you know, again, we don't need to recap it if people have seen it. But I I will, I shared with you, I so I went in straight on to episode four when I went to watch it last night, and I, I, I started with the previously on, and there were like two or three scenes in the previously on. I was like, wait a second, that hasn't happened yet. And much to my surprise, I had four minutes left of season, of episode what? three, which was happen? the... I, I don't know how it happened. I guess I just like stopped it when I was done eating breakfast and was like, oh, I'll come back to this, you know, yeah. and just totally forgot. So I, I, I got to really enjoy la- starting with, you know, uh, Ryan's mom leaving mm-hmm. and Kirsten saying Ryan's going to live with us now. And then boom, straight into the next episode, which is, you know, Kirsten and, and Sandy coming in all dressed up saying we're going to become your legal guardians you know if you'll if you'll have us and ryan's like what if something goes wrong and sandy classic sandy goes what you get in a fight you burn down a house (laughs) (laughs) that ship has sailed (laughs) that's really good yeah i mean that is a notable thing about the episode this is ryan finally becomes a member of the family of this episode so yeah you know and 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 seth says we're like brothers now you know like we we look out for each other blah 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 you know it's like a it's an important thing in their relationship too um and and i and i i would i would add that um you know i i don't know how deep into this i'll go but i you know i at one point in my life was um politely invited to leave uh a high school (laughs) <laughs> and 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 was admitted into a new high school. Yeah. And so the new high school that I went to was the uh, the local Catholic school because uh, there was no other school that would take me. And I uh, <laughs> sat in an interview with the vice principal, and I was there with my my dad, my stepmom. It was the three of us and this vice principal. And I swear, you know, I can be charming from time to time, and I was like really putting it on 
for this interview and we got through the whole interview and she was just really happy with me. And, um, at the end of it, she was like, why did you leave the other high school? And I said, well, <laughs> I said it, 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 they did me the favor of saying that I left voluntarily, but the truth of the matter was I was invited to leave and, and I gave the reasons why. And, and so at the, uh, so her demeanor changed completely and, um, she said, okay, well, we'll let you know, whatever. And so they came back to me and they said, we will provisionally accept you into the school if you sign a contract. And in that contract, we're going to stipulate a few things. And of course there was, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that I had to agree to, but one of the things was that they were going to monitor who I became friends with. And if they ever were displeased with who I was consorting with, then I would be, you know, liable to be expelled from the school. Wow. And there was, you know, they would give me a series of random drug tests and, you know, so on and so forth. Basically, no trouble, right? Which yeah. is the same thing that Sandy and Kirsten said to Ryan. Yeah, he's got a stay in the, trouble. No he's got this dilemma, you know, where he's kind of like wanting to limit the exposure that he has to Luke mm-hmm. and the exposure that he has to the community because he's so concerned at messing it up. He doesn't want to put himself in a bad situation. He wants to right. avoid it so that he doesn't get into trouble. And so for me watching this episode, I was taken back to my first few weeks or months at this school that I was provisionally accepted to where I was like, my God, man, like I'm not allowed to be friends with anybody. Yeah. So I got the biggest book that I could find at my house and I kept it in my backpack and I would walk straight from one class to another, sit down at my desk and begin reading that book. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to look cool or anything like that, but apparently I developed kind of like a mysterious air about myself (laughs) in that first few months of school. And if you, I mean, you know me and I think that most of our listeners know me, there's nothing mysterious about me. You know, there's no mystique about me. I'm not still waters run deep. I'm a chatty Kathy. I'm an open book, whatever. Uh, And, um, and it was during that time where I was not allowed to be friends. Well, you know, I, I interpreted it as I'm not allowed to be friends with anybody, but the one person that would turn around and talk to me and give me the time of day was McKinsey. Wow. Really? Yeah. How about that? that? Yeah. Well, that worked so, out. I and I began to develop a Seth Cohen like crush on her. Right. <laughs> and tried desperately for the ensuing two and a half years <laughs> of high school to to get her to date me and she refused so, uh so there's consistently. Some, uh, some real you know her Yeah, it's it's really there's some things that you're really identifying with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's interesting. What else is about this this show? About this episode? Uh, Some other things I noticed. uh, There wasn't much trivia for this one. I looked it up and it said that Luke and one of the other actresses had worked together or something. It wasn't really good. Um, Was it Anna, maybe? This is our introduction to Anna. How have we gone this far without talking about Anna? So I had no idea Anna shows up this early in the series. I was like, it, once again, like with Ryan's mom, I thought she didn't show up again until season two. It's like Anna's here. She's like most of season two, I think. Well, be careful. Well, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Like, I know that she shows up like, you know, but anyway, Anna is uh, she's a new new kid in town. 
Um, and she's Pittsburgh. Kind of, Pittsburgh. She's she's edgy. She's got short hair. She's not like the other girls in town. Um, she she's a pixie. Yeah, she's got the pixie cut, and she's wears colorful bracelets and stuff. And she's kind of like a punk girl, you know. Um, and you, you can see that she would not really fit in, but she doesn't really care that she doesn't fit yep. in. Uh, but she's doing this cotillion thing. Um, which is a little surprising because you wouldn't think that her character would do it. But I guess anyway, she um, gets paired up with Ryan. Yep. But then Ryan decides not to put himself in the situation. So Ryan doesn't doesn't go. And so she winds up. Summer does the old switcheroo on on Seth, which is really sad, you know, don't dr- drops him to go with Luke to this thing because Marissa's not there. This is all super complicated. Anyway, Anna and, and Seth start making a connection, you know? Yep. And and it's, I, last night I was like, Anna is the best love interest out of all these people, male or female. She's, well, and it's, I mean, it's once again, it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny to like, look back at the show and Seth's absolute disbelief and like, Oh my God, somebody gets it. Uh, when she's talking about comic books and like this, uh, such a, such a kind of like 2020, a lame line for her to be like, and I feel like they should be called graphic novels. And that way more people would take the genre seriously. And he's like, mind is blown. He's like, Oh, me too. You know, this, um, I will say that like it, 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 this is before nerd stuff becoming cool. Like now nerd is cool. This was pre. Yeah. Everybody knows about comic books. Every every movie is about comic books. Being into nerdy stuff is cool. You know, this is this was pre that. So I chalked that up a little bit to that. You know, absolutely. It, it would no, be. It, it would I'm shock him. It's, it's like yeah, funny to, to look, to look back. Twenty twenty eyes. It's like that's not that big of a deal now because like every high school kid loves comic books. Yeah. Right. It's not, you know, there's no stigma about it. No, but there, yeah, but there would have been then. So it's, yeah, it is interesting to look back on that. Um, she's got some great lines, just some witty banter. And she also tells uh, Seth a really important thing that, that people, not just women or whatever, but that just people in general, like confident people, you know, and yep. she encourages him to be confident and he does get a little confident, you know, he does. We, we see, Anna coaching Seth early. Yep. And they make a connection. And then by the end of the episode, she's got to leave and she, she doesn't show up again until I don't know when, but she, she's not, I don't think she's in. She's sailing to Tahiti. She's sailing to Tahiti, which is his little on the nose, but it's, you know, it's what Seth wants to do too. So he's super impressed by it. And he makes this genuine connection with her, you know? So you kind of go like, why would he want even, and at this point, like summer's not a very likable character at all, you know? Correct. She's one dimensional. She's mean. She's not a pleasant person. Um, so, and I think that's by design. We're not supposed to like her at first, you know. But uh, yeah, it's, you, you kind of go, hey, man, why would he ever? Why he should he should talk to this Anna girl, you know? Yeah, you're, you're sitting there, at the, and she's also kind of she's yet another avatar for the audience because. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, Ryan is. He's the one, he's going into the world that's foreign to him, and, and he's taking us along with him. But Anna immediately recognizes the chemistry between Marissa and mm-hmm. Ryan. And Ryan. And she-, and she recognizes the crush that Seth has on Summer. Mm-hmm. 
and she, these things. Now we knew that Ryan and Marissa had a thing, but that moment, which I, uh, upon rewatching, I was cackling. It was so overplayed how Marissa was teaching Ryan how to waltz, and she say, hey, "Put your hand on my shoulder, uh, on, on my back," and he slaps it on her shoulder, and she says, "Move it down," and the music cue yeah. comes in, and we've got this like slow motion yeah. looking back and forth between the two of them. I was like, "This is about twelve seconds too long." Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, the audience here is not a 36-year-old man no, who's already no, watched no, yeah. it twice, you know. But it yeah. was pretty funny. It was. There were several times during this episode where I just threw my hands up in the air, too. Like, especially with Seth, uh, the Seth and Anna interaction, where Seth was being really frustrating, where I was just was like, ah, what you, she's right in front of you. Talk to her. She's cool. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, and it... it also, uh, Tay Donovan, good-looking man in a tux. I mean, here's the thing. Well, here's the way he's gotten away with all this fraud for so long. He's got a great smile. He does. Great, great smile. Perfect teeth. He's wearing the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the tux with the, the – he's got the vest on. The other, everybody else doesn't. He's looking good, you know? Yep. Um, that side plot was, was intense, too, where, you know, it's come out that Jimmy has – has committed fraud. We, we, we thought we knew that and now we do know it. And, um, it's coming out in the community that he's done this. And notably it leads to, of course, every party, you know, in the OC winds up with either somebody getting thrown in a pool or a fight or both. Um, and so, uh, this, this, one of his investors, uh, costs Jimmy at the, at the cotillion and winds up sucker punching him and jumps on top of him. And, you know, and then Sandy jumps in, to stop the guy and the guy just just smacks Sandy in the face just pops him and there and and so he's on top of Sandy now and then Ryan just flies through the air and knocks the dude off of him like he's like you know Ryan's the one who's got to step in and, and end this fight you know the overacting award goes to Holly's dad yeah for who, sure who definitely had a grievance but this man is a thief he's a thief <laughs> man is a thief so dramatic uh but he did lose jimmy lost i was i turned to jackie and i was like he lost two hundred fifty thousand dollars of this man's money you you understand how bad that is like yo he lost more than that because if you think about it he asked for two hundred fifty thousand dollars out of the account to make another investment which means he had more than that in the account jimmy said the money's not there can you imagine like and that not only is the money not there, the money was supposed to be there making money. So it's not making money and it's gone, you know, it's gone. and he can't uh, pay it. How's he ever going to pay it back? You know, he can't because, oh, it's just so it's it's J- Jimmy Madoff. So, yeah, it's so super stressful. You can see why he's under all this pressure. And, and clearly uh, Julie's just out there spending money still and doesn't want to hear about their problems, you know. But, you know, I mean, obviously he's done a bad job. Yeah. But it's not Julie. It's not all the spending that Julie has. I mean, you can't lose. I mean, what if this guy's taking out two hundred fifty thousand dollars? He's got to have you know over a million dollars invested with Jimmy Cooper. Jimmy, Julie Cooper is not spending a million dollars of Jimmy Cooper's money. Yeah, what's he doing with the money? What's he doing with it? Well, he. I mean, obviously, he made some bad investments. But good goodness, (laughs) I think I think what has never aired. The side, the side story that was OC after dark, the Jimmy Cooper's got—he's got a habit. He's got a, a drug habit. Yeah, he's got a drug habit. What if he might have another family? <laughs> what if he has another family, he has another family in, in Riverside? 
He's got a family in Riverside. You're right. He's, oh, what a bad man, Jimmy Cooper. Is. I don't know. I want. I still want to like Jimmy. He's got that know. smile. He does because it smoke gets me. And then that tux looking good. Um, we've not. We've not seen the end of Jimmy. No, he's he's got more story to tell. Um, another thing that I noticed that so there's this tension between Luke and Ryan, right? And yep. Marissa's in the middle of that. And once again, me coming to Luke's defense, like I understand why he's frustrated you know because it's marissa that's going out of her way to interact with ryan you know not saying that she should be controlled and like blah 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 blah, but like she knows that it's causing a problem and she knows that ryan doesn't want to cause problems so but she's the one who's you know like stepping to him and everything like that i'm not blaming it on her but like i can understand why luke's frustrated you know best best line in the show is what is it? I'm I'm confused. I'm confused as to why every time I turn my back, I see you macking on my girl. <laughs> macking, I love that. That's a macking, macking, dirty macking. I love that. I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to bring it back. Yeah, I say dirty macking all the time. Oh, oh, <laughs> she. I heard she was dirty macking. Mm-hmm. Running around, <laughs> running around on him. Yeah, I mean, look, I I I think that Luke has calmed down this episode, but he's still he's like you know he's upset. He shows up to Cotillion, and there's Ryan. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to be gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he, now he has to worry about that again, and and he 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 is rude to Marissa in this episode and tells her what to do and stuff when he shouldn't. You know, he crosses some and lines then, there, and then he breaks up with her, and then he breaks up with her. But true Luke fashion, as soon as he finds out that there was some drama with Jimmy, he comes back to check on her. He does. He's like, I just make it sure. He's a bully with a heart of gold. He is. He truly is. Um, also notable in the scene uh, where after the, all this fight has happened and, and Ryan's trying to console Marissa, the a great Smashing Pumpkins song is playing. Oh, really? Tushila, I didn't clock I that. Yeah, I think it's called To Sheila. I think it's off of that one, the album was Stand Inside Your Love on it. Maybe it's a door. Okay. <clears throat> But uh, I was like, yeah, it's the Smashing Pumpkins. I I just I never didn't remember that being in there before. But hey, speaking right. of Smashing Pumpkins, okay, have you ever listened to the Fruit Bats? Uh, yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, but I'm not to where I could remember. So it's basically one guy named Eric Johnson, and he's been in a couple other bands. He's like one of these musicians that everybody wants to play with. Yeah. There was he was one of the the trio of Bonnie Light Horseman, which was a album I recommended mm-hmm. I think a while ago. Um, he released one song. He will be releasing the whole album, where he covers Siamese Dream. Oh wow! One and, of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, um, I mean I'm stepping on what will eventually be my consuming, right? Because right. as soon as it comes out, I'm going to be crushing it. Because his cover of today is it's really good, man. And he played. He's been doing this while in quarantine. He played all the instruments himself. Oh wow! Um, so I will. I'm going to send you that song via Spotify. It's on Spotify right now. So if you look for Fruit Bats, it'll be under most you know latest releases, okay. and it's just the single. <laughs> Um, and I don't know when the album's coming out, but I really like him as a musician. I like him as a person. He seems like a really good dude. Like I, I paid, his was the first online live aid concert that I quote unquote attended during lockdown. Mm. And it was just, you know, it's just him in his house, you know, there's a little dog. 
he's like interacting like everybody was brand new to it this was like a week into like you know march yeah and um so anyway i I guarantee he's a better dude than billy corgan is for sure yeah definitely (laughs) not as good of a guitar player i love slimy's dreams one of those albums it's on my list of perfect albums start to finish yeah definitely um yeah well do you have anything else to say about this episode i don't i mean i don't think so i mean we're we're hitting the stride yeah this i think this is the first little arc done because now yeah yeah now ryan's established he's part of the family and now we have to uh he has to learn how to how to fit in to this world you know or find his place, and that was, I guess. And that was a big theme, especially with Marissa and Luke, where she kept saying, he's here now. You got to deal with it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, everybody's saying that. And um, notably silent through most of the show, although she had some screen times, Julie Cooper. <clears throat> yeah. She had the she one did. moment where she was trying to dissuade Ryan from, I don't think that would be appropriate for him to be her white knight. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, Julie being Julie. <laughs> Julie Julie's going to Julie. We also haven't had, like, I think, I guess they're still kind of, sc- school hasn't fully started yet, I don't think. Right? No, it's summer. It's, it's summer. summer. Okay, so we haven't, we still got, like, them going to high school stuff. Oh, yeah. So, oh, it's, I'm relishing. Now, the, now that we're, we're, we're done with, like, the, the, the preamble of this, and now we're going to get into the, to the. Really I did cool notice thing. one continuity mistake. So, the Coens have a black Range Rover and uh-huh. a black BMW. Yeah. Right. And every time Sandy goes surfing, he takes the Range Rover, but he drives the BMW to work. Yeah. Well, when they're showing up to Cantillion the first time, that scene is Kirsten and Seth and Ryan pulling up in the Range Rover. Right. The very next scene, Sandy's coming home from the beach in the Range, in the Rover, Range Rover. When 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 Jimmy Cooper kind of walks into the driveway yeah. to talk to him and say, hey, I'm sorry about that. Well, maybe they've got two Range Rovers. No, maybe come on. Two. Uh, but the one thing I thought was really cool that we hadn't noted on this yet was just how clear Sandy's moral compass is. When Jimmy says, thank you for the loan. I'm sorry that I went like that, whatever. And, and you know, I just lost a bunch of money and this is helping. Sandy goes, well, how much money did you lose? Yeah. And, and, and just so matter of fact, you know, just like right to the point. And Jimmy goes, oh, this is not, not important right now. And he goes, well, how'd you lose it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He puts he puts Jimmy's feet to the fire, you know, a little bit. Yeah, but like not aggressively, no, you know, yeah. just like real simple, like real simple questions. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Sandy's great. He's just great. He plays some video games in this episode. Oh, that's right. He goes to Cotillion. He doesn't wear a tux to Cotillion. Pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And he gets sucker punched in the face. Oh, man. I was like, oh, no. Not Sandy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. it's uh, we're, we're getting into the good stuff right now. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, that's our episode for this week. You can find us at our shitty website, iowltos.com, or uh, on Spotify, or maybe on Apple. I don't know. Somebody write in and tell me if we're on Apple or not can't be bothered uh all right we out
We'll see you next time. Have a good night.